Hello friends, it's Tessa, and you're listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. Esther are really nice to let us stay here while uh, we figure out where the Rat Pack is. Oh, man, Miss, Miss Hester can be kind of bossy, though. And what's up with them always showing up, like, really late at night with... And all messed up like they've been in a fight or something. Oh, my gosh. Are these superheroes? <laughs> no, there's no way. They're way too lame. Oh, man. No, but they're real nice, though. It's going to be a shame when we have to split the join the Rat Pack. Previously on Misconceptions, the crew got a call from someone who was connected to the very first case, Tess was trying to kill a fly, uh, to the very first case they ever did as a crew, Pedro the drug dealer. Uh, Pedro called and was talking about somebody following him, although he didn't know who it was. So the crew investigated, uh, Faye and, no, yeah, Faye and Bill, no, Faye and Rin, had a brief encounter with the shadowy stalker in which Rin got knocked out with an industrial-sized AC unit, um, but they did not get any good information from that chase. And then they followed him home. They followed Pedro home, um, did not find any evidence of the stalker anywhere. Uh, and then they went to the city morgue because Javi said somebody had broken into the city morgue and stolen a body, and that body was dun, 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 Marcus Malcolm, the drug lord uh, or drug supplier, drug dealer, that was connected to the very first case they ever did. Um, they found out that Marcus Malcolm was a former GA student at Promethean University. They went to Promethean University. Uh, asked around, got some information about them, met a very helpful, a weirdly helpful professor uh, who turned out to be completely innocent and didn't really know anything. But they found out that Marcus Malcolm was living at his grandmother's house. They got some personal effects of his, some evidence. And then when they put it in the SUV, the SUV exploded because Jesse, a former employee at the Golden Flamingo Casino alongside Bill, had followed them to the university and had been stalking them uh, and then unleashed her trap on them. Uh, They had a brief fight. Jesse was arrested. Then they went back to Faye and Esther's apartment to rest. Uh, Esther took a nap, even though it was the middle of the day, and that is where we will pick up this session. But actually, before we pick up, uh, we have, or last session, we got three attention in our Conspiracy Busters theme or your crew theme. So that means you got a new crew theme improvement, and you chose a new power tag. So what power tag did you choose for your Conspiracy Busters? So the new power tag that we got was getting Linda Lockwood um, because she is such a good resource uh, for our Conspiracy Busters. Uh, and so we unlocked her as power tag. Uh, and so we wanted to... 
I answered the question as, um, what was that question? Uh, she was a special source of information. So. Okay. So Linda Lockwood, the reporter from the Weekly News. Tess is still trying to catch the fly. Yeah, so Linda Lockwood, the reporter at the Weekly, uh, the weekly News, uh, you unlocked her as a power tag for your conspiracy busters. All right. Where do we want to start this episode? Is Esther still asleep on the couch? Has she woken up? What are y'all doing? So uh, before we wake Esther up, what are we going to do about our car situation? We have your rust bucket. That's fair. Everyone can ride on the back of my scooter. Nope. You know. We could take public transportation. Yeah, but sometimes we have, like, evidence and... Guns. Guns and pacifist guns and... <laughs> Hostages. Personal effects. It just, I don't, I don't know that public transportation is the answer. Um, sometimes we've been shot up, bruised, gunshot wounds. I wonder if okay, insurance covers the, the car being Blown exploded. Up. I feel like her insurance agents are going to notice when uh, she has a lot of explosives, uh, explosion damages, like her bar, her car, <laughs> hospital fees. No, 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 no. The insurance agents don't talk to each other. We hope. Hopefully. Mm. Yeah, I guess we could just use my car for now. Great. So who's going to wake... Uh, Esther up. Those guys. Not me. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll do it. Um, Faye had been sitting like on the recliner, and she closes a book, um, and you see the f- cover of the book is a book about um, like children's stories and fables and stuff like that. And so she puts it to the side and gets up. Esther, Esther, it's time to get up. What? Time to get up. We have to go to um, Malcolm's grandmother's house. All right, I'll grab my keys. Okay, that's really sweet of you. Um, but we're going to take Bill's car. Why? Because <laughs> you didn't dream that your car just exploded. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she tries to sit up and realizes that it's very painful to sit up. Are you going to be able to come with us? Uh, why aren't we gone already? Because you're still on the couch. She gets up and walks out of the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we're following Esther. Let's go. Okay. B- Bill and Ren were just like listening intently. Wait, we're in the same room. Yeah, you're yeah. in the living room. She was sleeping on the couch. Oh. You were also looking intently. I was just like, I was just like leaning over, <laughs> with with like a cup. <laughs> Did you make a tattoo cup with your tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> yes, because it's a simple tool, and I should be able to do that. Hey, it totally is, <laughs> and you were able to. So bad. <laughs> Still bitter. I would like about to it. make a complex tool. No, Still bitter about it. And that would be a. Uh, a um, what is it called? Stop holding back to make a complex tool. 
I need to make a monkey wrench. Ah! <laughs> super saying really quick. Okay. Um, so y'all get into the car. Y'all are going straight to Marcus Malcolm. Anything you want to do beforehand? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, guys, all right. Um, I need to stop and put gas because I'm pretty low. So I If y'all want to use the restroom or get something, feel free. I'm just going to go inside. Pay okay. the attendant. Come back outside. Pump gas. Whistle. Mm-hmm. What are y'all doing? Are y'all just chilling? I'm just staring at you. <laughs> From inside the car. <laughs> yeah, so is anybody else doing anything while he is pumping gas? I got a bag of chips, mm-hmm. and I'm eating it. What kind of chips? Kringles. <laughs> Kringles? <laughs> are they the... Not the kind you would think. Oh. What? <laughs> So everybody who was listening to this episode and had a picture of a chip bag in their mind, you're all Not wrong. Not that one. <laughs> tweet, tweet us the chip bag. Yeah, tweet, tweet at Misconceptions Pod what, uh, what chip bag you think Esther was eating. Um, but know that it wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, it was just Pringles, but instead they're Kringles, and so it's like the Pringle face, but like a Santa Claus beard. <laughs> Christmas Kringles. Christmas Kringles. Ew, gross. Christmas-flavored potato chips. She's just eating a bag of sawdust. Sugar hey, cookie potato chips. That's you, gross. They have Thanksgiving ones. <sighs> Do they really? Thanksgiving can be savory, though. Sugar cookies cannot be savory. They made pumpkin pie-flavored ones, though. <laughs> Tessa's still trying to get the fly. I almost got it that time. I thought she was really mad scared Carrie. <laughs> so you thought I would hit you? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I was hitting the chair behind Carrie <laughs> to clarify. All right, yes. So that I get in and we start driving again. I'm just like, all right, okay, well, we're driving right by my dry cleaning place, guys. Um, I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm not going to be back on this side of town for a while, because I'm just going to... Bill, <laughs> don't be a wren. Do you really have clothes at the dry cleaners right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm a new me. What do you want from me? I'm a new me. Um, I didn't I'm realize a, that you I'm own more than, like, two me. pairs of clothes. <laughs> just, like, I pull over. Oh <laughs> <laughs> do you have any clothes you need to... No, we don't have any clothes at this dry cleaners. Do you have a I handkerchief or something do. that you need? <laughs> Gosh. Esther has a bag of clothes with her currently right now. <laughs> I've been meaning to go by the dry cleaners. Uh, oh my I'll be right back. <laughs> so Bill walks into the dry cleaners. <laughs> Are y'all just... I imagine you have to be sitting in the car saying something like... like Ren gets into the driver's seat. <laughs> drives off. I look out. Uh, he doesn't know how to drive standard. He'll be back. <laughs> Fake Ren. Okay. Not real Ren. All right, I come out with, like, some bags of, like, clothes over my shoulder with hangers, and I just pop the trunk. I'm just like, oh, there's really not a ton of room in the trunk. Um, oh, God. Ren, you got to scoot over, mate. <laughs> <laughs> come on, your friends. Just. <laughs> so is Ren in the back seat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Duh. I don't want him in the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in the front seat? 
yeah. Esther claimed that very Esther. quickly. Because she needed somewhere to not be broken. The, the front seat is the place to do that. All right, so Ren scoots over into the middle. <laughs> and him and Faye are just loving every minute of shoulder it. Shoulder to shoulder. And then I just, like, hang the clothes up. I'm like, thanks for your patience, guys. I appreciate it. You're the best. <laughs> Get back to the driver's seat. <laughs> oh, but... No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, so after, after Bill does a couple more errands... It is nighttime. <laughs> and you, you pull up to uh, the address that you received from Promethean University. Uh, a porch wraps around this unassuming ranch-style house. There are no lights on the inside of this house. There's no car in the driveway. There's a pile of back issues of the weekly newspaper on the stoop. The front yard seems ill-maintained. To a passerby, this house would seem abandoned and pardoned from all suspicion. But you know better. Your clues and investigation brought you here for a reason. So you pull up to this house. There are no lights on. It seems very well much abandoned. So we're going to knock on the door, right? Hmm. Yeah, I think maybe like two of us could knock on the door and then... A couple of us can maybe be around it to see if someone tries to run off or something. Cool. Um, scan a vision? Yeah, I guess I could use that. Do you fix them? Uh, yeah, have you fixed them yet? Sorry. Because <laughs> previously you had said, like, they were shattered in half uh, whenever you got hit with the AC unit. You did not burn them. That's true. Uh, mechanically, so you still had them, but they were operating... Uh, we said a like a Vegeta Saiyan scanner over one eye for right now. Yeah, no, they're still broken because we had not, um, I had not done a photo montage oh, yet. Yeah, we haven't done. One. Yeah, had no photo montage. Um, we okay, have not done a mo- montage. <laughs> yeah, or as they're called in the new rules, just a montage. But we are original City of Mist players, and we call it photo montage. Um, no, so. Yeah, so what do you want to do, Ren? I mean, I could... We could run... I mean, I could use scanner vision uh, and just do a minus one as well. Uh, I mean, I don't think there would be... So I don't think there would be any sort of, you know, mechanical dis- disadvantage because you, you had just said, you know, like, they're broken in the fall, which was good role-playing and good story-building. Uh, so I'm not going to punish you for that and make you take, like, a negative or anything to your role. I'm just asking you... Does do do Ren's broken glasses right now still have the capability to like scan for heat signatures or anything like that? I would say that they have a somewhat capability. Okay. Um, yeah. I would say they're probably not very uh, clear, very clear, but they're still somewhat effective. Okay. We could huh. say that the depth is thrown off. The depth is thrown off. Yeah. Mm. If, you go, yeah. if you go with one eye, like your depth perception oh, yeah. gets messed up. Yeah, if you have one eye, your death perception gets messed up. Yeah, so I can't okay. tell, okay. like, if there's, like, a person in the living room or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, I really I can, like that. I um, can just say there's, like, three people in the house or whatever. Yeah, sure. So so you scan. Uh, the house is very cold. Uh, and like you were saying, you cannot tell if it's in the living room or garage or wherever. You can't tell the layout of this house. But you do see a heat signature inside the house. Okay. Uh, but because you only have one lens right now, it is throwing off your depth perception. 
Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. It looks like there's only one person in the house. So could be the grandma. Could be Marcus Malcolm's friend. Could be someone that could destroy us. Who knows? So keep your eyes peeled. All right. Who's the most disarming looking person? Esther. <laughs> Yes, it looks like she just got off a train wreck. <laughs> no, no offense. I literally have <laughs> yeah. looks harmless. Yeah, I was gonna say that is a tag. I Faye have. has that tag. I do not have that tag. <laughs> Her first two tags are looks extremely harmful, will destroy you, and Has's her third nothing. tag is flipping the bird. <laughs> Okay, so am I just knocking on the door? Do I have a reason? Um, you lost your cat. I lost my cat? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, losing your cat is pretty harmless. Okay. <laughs> Nobody trusts anyone who comes to your door and asks about missing cats. Yes, <laughs> Okay. Um, so, Faye, are y'all staying in the car? or? Uh, uh, no, I don't even know that we need... Well, your car's kind of unassuming, so I could leave that front. Um. <laughs> his hunk of junk kind of matches the curb appeal of his, yeah. his lot. <laughs> I say we, like, I don't know, go around the sides and the back or whatever. Do you want, do you want um, me and Rin to kind of go around the sides and the back and you get in the driver's seat in case we need to get out of here quick? You don't think I can get out of the car? That's not what I said. I was just asking a question. <laughs> Fine, I'll stay in the car. All right. Don't cool. expect me to wait for you. <laughs> <laughs> Will you wait for me? <laughs> All right. So I go. I go around the back. Where are you gonna go? I'm going around the back as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tessa, where are you? Are you making it dirty? Is that what you're doing? What's going on? <laughs> I'm going up and around the back. Stop. No, I wasn't making it dirty. I was just laughing at the fact that like we came up with this whole plan. Of, like, like someone was right going to go. Right. And then he's like, back. I'm going to go the same way you go. Yeah. <laughs> so Ren has like a, a theme of like going, not doing well when fanning out because like whenever I went to Esther's bar to find Pedro, he just like went and stood and <laughs> stared at the neon sign <laughs> while everybody else was walking down the alleyways. He just stared at the sign. <laughs> so, Bill and Rin are going around the back. Uh, Faye, you're going up. You're going up to the front door. Like if, yes. this, if this is the house, right, and this is the front door or this is front. Faye would come here and I was thinking like I'd be here and like you'd be there. You'd be over here on the side. Which is still oh. technically around the back. Yeah, that's what I thought the plan was. Okay. Uh, Faye, as soon as you like knock on the door, it... <laughs> and you look down and you see like the door handle section of the door is just like shattered apart. Someone has forced their way into this house already. Oh, shit. Uh, Bill and Wren, you're... Creeping around the back. Go ahead and roll me a uh, sneak around. Did we put on our comms? Uh, I, I feel like they're always on. I assumed you always had them like a little Bluetooth on your ear. Cool. Where do y'all wear your comms? We've talked about them before, but where do they go? 
Are they in, in your ear? <sighs> okay. So like a little Bluetooth device? Mm-hmm. I mean, mine's on, like with my scanner vision, which is like on, I mean, the glasses. Oh, so it's attached to the... Yeah. What do you call that? The arm that wraps around your ear? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't wear glasses, so I have no idea. Do I get two die plus whatever or one die plus whatever? Two die plus your tags. Okay. No, don't. It's only two <laughs> dice, Jaime. Why are you rolling three? Has it been that long? <laughs> no, you can't just take out the smallest one. Roll them again. <laughs> that was a, that was a good what are you roll. doing? <laughs> Ever played City of Mist before? If this is a bad God. roll. If this is a bad roll. I'm rerolling. 100. percent Okay. So what is it? 11. 11. Okay. Uh, Rin, what about you? Ren rolled a dynamite. Mm-mm. <laughs> You've not rolled yet. <laughs> I'm gonna use my scanner vision. Nope. He can see if a really crunchy leaf is right in front of him. Yeah, he can use his own eyes for that. <laughs> I'll, if he uses those things, since he has depth perception issues, it doesn't work. A seven. A seven? Okay. Um, so, Bill and Ren, you creep around the back. This this house is kind of L-shaped. Like, there's the front porch, and then there's, like, the back rooms. Uh, and then there's, like, a little uh, awning that goes from a back stoop to the disconnected garage, like the annex garage. Um, but you, you creep along the back, um, Rin, as you're walking, you get to like a gate, like a chain link gate and you kind of like push it open, but it creaks as you slowly open it. And then you step on the other side and you slowly close it and it creaks again as you slowly close it. Uh, and Bill, you hear it from like the other corner of the house as you both come around the corner. No one, no lights come on in the house. You don't hear like any any noises except maybe like a distant dog barking. I think the action's on uh, Faye. Yeah, I was okay. like describing what you're doing. Okay. Oh, you were looking at them, so yeah, I was, so I was just like, oh, do you, oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so Faye goes over, calms, whispers, but I won't whisper on here. Guys, we got a problem, and then continues to walk into the house. Okay. Uh, as you step through the door, your senses are assailed with this chemical odor. Uh, you step into this living room area, and all the furniture in this room uh, seems to harken back to an origin of at least three decades ago. Uh, there's a thick film of dust on all the furniture, on the wooden chair arms, um, and there is a door that leads to another room, uh, and looking in this room, it is probably a kitchen from the telltale sign of the linoleum tile. And then branching off from the main room, the living room, is a dark hallway. Um, It is night, so all of this is kind of dark as it comes through the blinds and the the curtains. Um, But that is is what you see. Hello? You don't hear anything. Okay. Faye's going to, like, quietly move through the house. Okay. Where Towards. are you going? There are two doors. Bye, Faye. <laughs> there's the kitchen and the hallway. Mm-hmm. But there's not a light on in either one. Mm-mm. And there seems to be like a strong smell coming from the kitchen. Okay, I'm going to go to the kitchen. Okay. Uh, you walk into the kitchen. The yellow countertops of this small kitchen are all lined with plastic uh, sheaths um, or sheets. 
On top of the plastic, there are various chemistry instruments, Bunsen burners, uh, flasks, um, other, other containers. The chemical stench in here is enough to make your eyes water. Um, at the other end of the kitchen is an open entryway into what looks like a dining nook. And there's like a bay window that faces out into the backyard. And as you step into this area, Tessa, you can see Bill and Wren like hustling on the other side of the window, like back around the front of the building. Um, oh, and on you can you can't really see into the room because it's really dark, but you see a dining table and there seems to be just a bunch of like a mass piled on it. Um, okay, I turn on the light. Do I see anyone? The electricity or er, the light doesn't come on. You flip it again. Doesn't come on. Okay, I'm going to spin and, like, move more quickly to the hallway and check that door. Okay. Uh, Esther, you got the announcement over the comms. Are you coming in or what? Oh, that's right. She said there was a problem. Um, I take the keys out of the ignition, Mm -hmm. put them in my pocket, Mm -hmm. open the door very slowly. Mm -hmm. All while like checking my surroundings because it's dark. Yeah, it is. Super it dark. is a dark neighborhood. Um, There's no one on the road. No one even driving or walking on the sidewalk. I don't slam the door. I like close it quietly, mm. and I take my gun out, and I walk up to the house. Okay, I would say after you do all of that, you arrive at the same time as Bill and Wren, mm-hmm. and y'all both come up the the porch, the stoop to the front door. Did y'all see anything back there? No. no. Y'all are super helpful. <laughs> well, we're not dead, she are we? through them and goes up. Okay, you come in and you get this strong whiff of chemical scent. Uh, it reeks in here. What the hell is that? Uh, as you I come it was in, you. <laughs> as you're coming in, you see <laughs> like Faye. <laughs> Gosh. So Esther punches her in. Uh, she d- is critical. <laughs> if Bill had rolled, he would have rolled a six, or she would have rolled a six. Um, but as you're coming in, you see Faye like making her way through the dark interior of this living room, like just walking, weaving her way through the furniture. I don't look up. I just keep going. Okay, Faye keeps going. Nobody says anything to her. <laughs> you, she disappears down a, a dark hallway. What do the three of you do? Is this a like two story house like with a no, basement? No, it or? is one story okay. uh, as far as you can tell. As far as we can tell, okay. So I'm going to follow after Faye to go to the next room. Same. Okay, you too, Esther. Or actually, no, I'm going to go into the kiss- kitchen to investigate the chemistry sets and stuff. Okay, so you go to the chemistry set, Bill. You're hustling after Faye. Esther? I'll follow behind, but not, like, closely behind. I'm trying to really observe everything around me. Okay. Are you wanting to roll and investigate? Sure. You don't um, want me to roll and investigate? No, you can roll and investigate. Uh, I'm just, I wasn't going to have Rin roll and investigate because I assumed yours would be more in-depth, like looking at the beakers, looking at the ingredients and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'll let you roll in a little bit, uh, but I think Esther, why don't you go ahead and roll since your, your investigation is more based on like what you can see and just gathering information from what's around you. 
I'm going to use investigate and can I use surface thoughts to sense if there's anything, anybody in here. So, so what are you wanting to us? do? So I'm wanting to make sure there's not any like strange, like explosives or anything like that. But I'm also wanting to see if there is somebody in here that's not us. I would say that would be two different roles. So saying, is there anybody here? Well, maybe not. Because you could ask questions. Um, sure, go ahead and roll. So what were you adding? Investigate and surface thoughts. Okay. Seven. A seven? Okay. Uh, you get two questions. Is there any kind of trap set up? Is there any sort of trap? Mm-hmm. Um no. He's lying. Did you roll? <laughs> Seven. Oh, yeah. Um, and do I sense any surface thoughts other than those of the crew? You do. What are they? But you cannot tell. You are. cannot tell where they are or what they are, but you just get it's it's so you sense surface thoughts, but it's kind of like, almost like white noise almost. So you sense like white noise that you're familiar with, um, but then you pick up like another feeling, uh, another person's thoughts. They're all garbled. You would have to really focus to like understand what they're thinking, but you sense it. Faye, you walk into this dark hallway and it's like pitch black. There is no exterior lighting. Like the street lamps do not shine in here. Um, but you know, like how sometimes when you're, you're in the dark and like something, you can't even see anything, but you like can feel something move in front of you. You feel something move and you hear this deep voice. I just have a few questions. And something comes up out of the dark, uh, roll a face danger. <laughs> What an inconsiderate bloke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to try to throw up as many vines in between. Where are these vines coming from? The backyard. Okay. If this house is that unkempt, I feel yeah. like there's probably vegetation. Yeah, there's, there's, there's tall it grass It may not be like, I'm just trying to throw up any amount of vegetation that I can. So it okay, could okay. be like all of these little grass clippings <laughs> that are like... <laughs> 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 um, Okay, so plant growth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so rolling with the plus one. Eleven. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you you throw up these vines, or not these vines, huh? I do have a flesh wound. Okay, so minus one. So, so it's minus a, two. Oh, minus two. So it's a nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. You you feel this thing coming for you. You focus and you reach down into the dirt beneath this house. Uh, these ti- these tiny shoots of grass, and even in the backyard, this unkempt garden that has kind of grown up against the house, and they burst through the the seams of the wood and come up in between you. Um, and you kind of duck down underneath it, but as you do, this huge figure jumps out of the black. Uh, it is wearing 
uh, a trench coat and it has this wide brim hat pulled down over its face. Uh, but Faith, things seem to slow down as his figure jumps out. This is the figure from the rooftop from the uh, security camera footage at the morgue. Uh, and as he comes out, he like hits you with a massive arm that is almost as big as your torso and like flings you up against the wall. Um, you take a get out of the way to status. So, Bill, you are kind of right behind her. So this huge, massive frame jumps out of the darkness. You don't even know how it fit into that tight alleyway. Throws Faye up against the wall, and then from underneath its wide-brim hat, it, like, looks at you, and then Esther is standing a few feet behind you in the living room, and it looks at Esther, and then it looks to the kitchen where it doesn't know that Rin is. What do y'all do? Pull out my flashlight. Okay. I'm going to shine it at him and see if he reacts to that much light. Okay, okay. Um, are you wanting to, like, hit him with a status or something? I don't know. Yeah. Or are you just wanting to, like, test him? I'm trying to test him to see if I can... Okay, you, you take this flashlight out, you shine it in his face, and he, he does, he winces from it, but not in like a, like a ah, I haven't been in like light for a couple days, not like, it burns my skin kind of way. But you get a look at it. Uh, underneath the trench coat, it is not wearing clothes, and he, has, he just has this huge bulky body kind of covered in scales and fur. His, his face comes forward in a canine snout. Uh, he's hunched over, but he's still massive. Uh, and his his hands, if they could be called such, look like bear claws. Just these huge, meaty claws with these huge, um, you know, bony protrusions sticking out of his hands. Uh, but with his animalistic eyes, he winces from your light and then looks at you and looks at Esther and starts just running on all fours towards the kitchen. I shoot at it. Okay, go ahead and roll a, uh, do you think this would be go toe-to-toe or hit with all you've got? <coughs> a hit with all you've got because he's not really expecting it. Okay, I would agree. Can I scream at any point in time? Yeah, go ahead. Red, yeah, get out up? of there. <laughs> eight. An eight, okay. Mm-hmm. So you rolled with the power of one. So you automatically hit him. Oh, wait. You have a minus one to your roll in addition. Uh, so this would have been a seven, but you still hit. Um, it's something he has. Um, but you you shoot at him. He automatically takes a tier one status uh, that you can pick, but you also get to choose one option from that list. So what do you do? I guess I want to hit him. Hit him good? Or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So you take careful aim. You, you whip out your gun, but your muscles kind of seize as you do. You're still sore from last night, or the fight earlier today. Um, and you shoot. Uh, he ducks reflexively, but not quick enough as your bullet sinks into his arm, uh, and the bullet bounces off. He does not take a status. He continues charging. Uh, with one massive hand, he wraps around the kitchen door frame and turns in. Right as Rin, you come face to face with this massive creature with a snarling dog face, stares down at you, and then looks past you into the nook. What do you do? 
I shoot at it. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and roll a no. roll hit with all you've got. Oh, he's so dead. Well, what else would I do? Run between his legs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no metagaming. Well, there's no, no other thing to do in this situation. You're good, you're good, you're good. Yeah, go ahead. So what are, what are you adding? Uh, immobilizing energy uh, and, and energy spread shot. Okay. So rolling a hit with all I've got with the plus two. Do you have any um, weakness, or not weakness tags, injuries or anything that would go into this? Nope. Okay. Go ahead and roll with the plus two. And my soda machine gun. Nope, that is gone. I got a 11. An 11? Okay. I secure a superior position, and then I get them good. So, plus one. Okay, so plus one, and you secure your position. Secure a superior position. Yep, you got this. Okay, so you're hitting him with a status three. Oh, minus one to your roll. What would that have been? Ten. Ten? Okay, so you still hit. Um, So you shoot at him, and he tries to move, but your spread shot just, like, cones out, hits him full in the chest, singeing some of the fur and... Uh, glinting off some of the scales that are interwoven into his skin. He is just like a mess of the animal kingdom. Uh, But you hit him with a tier one status. What do you name that tier one status? Glinting shot. Okay. So go ahead and fill out a glinting shot one status and give it to me. Uh, But he swings at you. You shoot at his chest. He swings at you. You duck, slide underneath his feet, and he does not take a second swing at you. He places two massive hands on like the countertop shattering the glasses there and like slingshots his way through the kitchen into the nook disappearing into the darkness and Rin as you look over your shoulder you just see him like disappear into the darkness and you see some movement and things and then stillness Hello, friends, and welcome to the mid-roll section of episode 42 of Misconceptions. I'm your host, David White, and how about that new mid-roll music, hmm? Uh, Of course, you all know Aaron Wharton. Uh, He is the awesome composer who did our awesome Misconceptions theme. And about a week and a half ago, I guess, after we released episode 41, uh, I contacted him and said, Hey, we're trying out this new format with the show. Uh, We're going to have like a mid-roll section, so do you think you could come up with some new little piece that uh, we could use as a stinger in between, you know, the audio and the intro, and uh, then he comes back with this, and uh, it's really good. Uh, I'll let you listen to a little bit more of it uh, after this mid-roll section, but uh, Aaron Wharton is a super awesome dude. Uh, I don't think I said this on the podcast, uh, but he's my cousin, Uh, (laughs) so very talented guy, Uh, but he did this awesome piece for us and why don't you go show him some love uh misconceptions friends uh go find him at aaronwharton.net go listen to some more of his music check him out uh he's a really talented dude uh just say thank you for the work that he's done for this podcast and the the music that you hopefully love 
We don't have too much in the way of show notes this section. The only, the main thing I wanted to get out was, you know, we're trying a new format with the show. Uh, and if you notice at the beginning of the episode, I have alternating clips of the crew saying, Hello friends, my name is David White, and you're listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. Well, I wanted to open that up a little bit more, and to everyone who is supporting us or will support us at the $5 and up level on Patreon, uh, I would like to give you the opportunity to record yourself saying that exact same thing. Of course, you don't have to say your name is David White, unless your name is David White, uh, but I know all of our Patreon backers, and I don't think there is one whose name is David White. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, I would love to get to hear the voices behind your profile pictures because I see your profile pictures and I see you type out words on our feeds and things like that. And I kind of have my own voices for you. Um, and I'm sure they're not as good as your actual voices. So record yourself, uh, send that to us, send it to our Gmail, mistconceptionspod at gmail.com. And you could have the opportunity to introduce listeners to the next episode of Misconceptions. Uh, but anyways, I think that'll be cool. I'm excited to see, ex- well, I'm excited to hear what you'll send us. Uh, we don't have any new Patreon or iTunes shoutouts this week. Uh, as you know, part of our initiative, goal, resolution for this year is to grow the podcast. Uh, so be sharing us. Uh, share us with your friends. Share us on social media. Go to your local gaming store and ask, hey, can we play this awesome podcast through the PA system? I, I don't actually know if they'll let you do that. But hey, if they do, that'd be awesome. That'd be a great way to get us into people's ears, uh, you know, against their will or whatever. Of course, I already mentioned share us on social media, share us by word of mouth, share us by forcibly making people listen to us, you know, things like that. Uh, and if you want to support us monetarily, we do have a Patreon. We are trying to get to that $800 a month level so that I can afford to give paychecks to Carrie and Zach and Jaime and Tessa for the work they do on the podcast, you know, for each episode that we record each month. Uh, I think that'd be awesome. I would love to hit that goal. Uh, <laughs> at the beginning of this year, I was just like, man, if we can make it to 300, that'd be awesome. And then we smashed that 300 goal. This is this is already a great year. And speaking of year, our two-year anniversary is coming up next month. That's crazy. We've been doing this thing for two years. Uh, but anyways, we'll you know geek out more over the two-year anniversary next episode. So uh, I don't really have anything left. How about we listen to that sweet mid-roll music by Aaron Wharton and uh, get back to the episode, eh? of you. Uh, Faye, you are picking yourself up off the ground. Uh, Bill, you still have your flashlight. Esther, you shot at this person and hit him, but it didn't do any damage. So he's like in the house. I'm going to walk over into the kitchen. Okay. You see Rin like laying on the ground. Where'd he go? 
I look over to the nook to see if he's there. Do you point? Yeah, I just point at the nook. You shine in. You see, like, his hunched over uh, form, and, like, he (laughs) turns his back to you and, like, scoots out of you. What the hell is wrong with you? Faye's there. Now. In the kitchen? Yeah. Okay. Esther, what are you doing? I'll fall into the kitchen. Okay. You you hear a voice come down the kitchen towards you. Leave. We, we don't want whatever it is that you're protecting. We just want to know some things. You just scared us. There's no response. Um, I want to roll a convince and use my reason with animals. Okay. So go ahead and roll a convince with a plus one. Would any of my tags count flesh wound to get out of the way? No. Okay. I got an eight. An eight? Okay. So what a... So, role play, what what are you saying? How are you reasoning? Okay. Um, so, Faye's going to, like, sit at the entrance of the nook, but she's not going to, like, okay. go Okay, so you walk the through nook. the kitchen, carefully stepping over, like, the shattered beakers and things that are now scattered across the ground, and you sit down at the entrance to the nook. Yeah. Um, she's going to sit cross-legged and, like, make herself, like, as low to the ground as possible. Um, hi, um... My name is Faye. We we don't want to hurt you. We just we just want to talk. Would you be willing to talk to us? No hurt, friend. You don't want us to hurt your friend? <clears throat> is your friend here? <clears throat> and as you're kind of sitting there, the Adrenaline is still pumping, but it kind of starts to wear off. And you get this stench of rot and decay. Um, it's, it's not the chemical stench that is in the kitchen, but it's mingling with it. It almost makes you queasy, like this horrible stench. And it seems to be coming from this room. Did somebody hurt one of your friends in here? Can I see them? You see him. You couldn't perfectly see where he was, and then kind of like the beast when he was pretending to be a gargoyle, he stands up and you're like, oh, I thought that was a cabinet. Um, (laughs) And he turns to you, and in his hands you see this naked human. Uh, It is this emaciated frame. Uh, and you almost gag just from the side of it, and you realize this is what the stink is coming from. But this is the emaciated body of Marcus Malcolm. Uh, and, like, water and, you know, condensation is kind of dripping off of his frame as this figure is holding him. You came to get his body. His friend... What's your name? Nick. Nick, have you always been this way? Did Marcus do this to you? No, other man. Marcus, help others. 
Oh, those were mean to you? <laughs> was it Jacoby? <laughs> and he, like, starts stomping back and forth in the ground, or in the the dining room, like, it, that name makes him upset. He's still holding this limp, rotting corpse in his hand. Oh, man. I need another apartment. Uh, <laughs> X-Man, this is your bunkmate. Hi, X-Man. <laughs> Just don't make him angry, X-Man. Meet my friend. <laughs> oh, no. He takes Marcus with him. He get bottom bunk, not you. And throws X-Men out. <laughs> No, he's just he's stomping around, he's breathing furiously. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Nick, <laughs> would you like to have a funeral for Marcus? No, not dead. He's not dead. <clears throat> okay, okay. Um, Faye is like trying to stay calm, but is frantically staring at everybody. <laughs> yeah, what are the three of you doing in the kitchen room? You just see this massive frame like moving back and forth between the blinds, like in the darkness. I'm considering drinking again. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think Bill has anything. It's, it's Ren has slowly put his weapon away <laughs> and has acted like he has. He was like, "Oh, I'm going to put my weapon away," and acted like I did not just shoot you <laughs> straight full force in the chest. Can we take a Can we take a timeout for player? Esther keeps oh. her gun out the whole time. Okay, what were you saying? Uh, who, who is Nick? I've heard, we've heard the name. We've heard the name. Carrie would have the best notes. <laughs> yeah, the reason Esther isn't doing anything right now is because Carrie is furiously taking notes. Nick was the subject being tested on. Okay. Oh. Thank you, Carrie. How did we know that, though? It was it in your the mom journal? wrote it in the last episode we recorded. Like, where would we have figured that out? Well, we were at the university, university, and we had his journal. Okay, that's right. Nick, 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 Nick. what do you want to do? Run. Run where? Away. I... Hunting. Hunting. Looking for me. Looking... People are looking for you. (laughs) Who? Others. The mean people. Mean. Okay. Um. Have you always been in this house? No, Marcus' house. Smell like him. Found another man. Smell like him. Not Marcus. Has he calmed down from the whole, like, Jacoby? Yeah, he's, he's, so he was walking back and forth, and now he's kind of meandered over to the opposite corner that he stood up from. Faye's going to stand up and, like, reach her arm out slowly. He pulls the body up close and, like, reaches out with his massive claw that's as big as your head and, like, just holds it above him. I'm not going to touch Marcus. She, like, inches closer to him and attempts to, like, put her hand on his shoulder. I don't know how tall he is. He's very tall. His arm. <laughs> okay. He lets you touch his arm. Do you touch, like, the, the fabric of the trench coat? Or sure. Or are you trying to put it on his, you know, claw? No, I'm trying to do, like, a comforting pat. Okay. So you put it on his trench coat, and he just kind of freezes. Nick, I know it's really sad, but 
But Marcus was killed. No. He's already he's already passed on. And holding him isn't going to change that. He looks down at the emaciated, decaying face. Sleeping. I know it, it looks like he's sleeping, but um, he doesn't have a heartbeat anymore. <sighs> It'd really be great if, if you could bury him and give him a proper place to rest. He takes a step to his left and with his massive claw just like shatters the table. <laughs> Who killed? Who did? And he grabs like a china cabinet and like tears it down to the ground, shattering it. Who did? Faye and all of that like drop down and cover her head and looks back up at the three <laughs> <laughs> of you. Is he saying who killed him? Yeah. Do we know that from nope. the journal? No, we don't, but we were there. Right? He it was that it was in the warehouse when he was making the drugs and we were trying to catch him and then someone came in and shot him. They didn't come in, they shot him from Wasn't it the Wolfman? We, I, you we did didn't not see, see who it was. But we can assume you, based you can on, assume all you want. <laughs> because he did this try to do the same thing with the politician. Isn't that right, David? It's Wolfman. I can neither deny nor confirm your suspicions. We're not entirely sure who did it. That's what we're trying to figure out. That's why we came here to ask you questions. <laughs> Marcus' friend. No other friend. Not always like... He holds out one hand. This used to be different. He motions at you. Like you. Now I'm... He taps his chest. This. Marcus Hill. Marcus Nice. Nicer than Master. Who killed Marcus? You know, we're still trying to figure that out, but we need your help to figure that out. And I think right now we need to help you give Marcus a proper burial so that we can figure out who killed Marcus. So Nick kind of, you hear like a high pitched whine, like you would hear a dog make and it kind of makes you wince because it's a lot louder than a dog would. And then you realize it's Nick and he's crying and it's, this animal mixed with human weeping. It is an unsettling sound. Uh, but you see his, his hunched shoulders kind of shake with each whine and each sob. Uh, and he's just holding Marcus's body in this destroyed dining nook. Faye, go comfort him. I'm working on it. <laughs> Faye, like, walks over and, like, 
lightly pats, like makes sound so that he knows that she's coming and then like lightly pats his arm again. Clumps over there. So he like Faye knows. does not clomp. <laughs> she puts on her horse's hooves. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, so you go over. Yes. And you start comforting Nick. How to bury? Well, um, we could we could dig a hole in the backyard, um, or we could go to a cemetery and bury him there, or um, we could cremate him, um, and you could have his ashes. He's looking down at you, and all of a sudden, like his dog ears perk up, and he. <laughs> Who's here? And then all of a sudden from the living room, you hear uh, the shattering of windows and you hear this just screeching sound. Uh, Who is closest to the living room? Esther. 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 Esther, you whirl around. Esther dies. And you see this humanoid form come through, but its head is horribly misshapen. These feathers are poking out at different angles. This crooked beak comes off of its face. Uh, from underneath its arms, you see quills. Um, you also see, uh, like, coming down the the hallway that uh, Faye was in, uh, you see this person with, like, cleated hooves for feet and these horns that curl up and around their head. And his nose isn't a human nose. It, like, comes down too far and has two slits instead of nostrils. And then uh, from the door comes this dog creature, almost like a werewolf, uh, like Professor Lupin kind of thing, with lanky limbs coming in through the door. And they all three stare at Esther. Nick, are they friend or foe? <laughs> mean. I shoot at the closest one. Okay. Well, as you aim your gun, you pull the hammer back. Uh, through the door, the doorway darkens. And ducking through the door is an even more massive frame. Uh, A shoulder wedges through the door, and then another shoulder. This broad-scaled chest. Um, uh, It's even taller than Nick. It barely fits in the living room underneath the roof. It has this like hyena stripe pattern of fur on its head and shoulders. Its nose comes forward in like a swine with like the little tusks and the upturned nose. And the rest of its body is like scaled and thick like an alligator. Uh, And even behind it, you see this tail like slithering out into the abyss. Um, And it sniffs (laughs) and looks at you. And then it lets out a hiss. <sighs> then, Esther, you turn your gun to it and fire. End of episode. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Our next episode will be released on the 25th, so be sure to keep your eyes peeled for that. If you have social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Misconceptions Pod. And if you want to email us, you can find us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com. The show is completely funded by our support from our wonderful patrons and friends at Patreon. If you want to support us monetarily, please go there to donate whatever you can. 
City of Mist is an RPG by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. And the Misconceptions theme music and the mid-roll music were composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. And that is all for this week's episode of Misconceptions. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back next time. Keep it nerdy, y'all.